Big Dog Grandma Show. Alright everybody, thank you for joining us today on the Big Dog Random Show with your host, Big Dog, me. Uh, I got a special guest, Chase. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you got going on and about hey, yourself. Hey, how's it going, man? This is uh, Chase Cromarty. Um, I'm a filmmaker and uh, make music as well and whatnot. But, um, yeah, we got to know each other by... Uh, uh, making a, we were making a film about a a a guy who kind of goes around and does uh, research and interviews for uh, folks with uh, you know Sasquatch sightings and so by the uh, good graces or uh, I guess from uh, Shane and uh, and Brian over there had called you guys to come meet us at the convention we were putting on to a film at and kind of that's where we met dude but yeah y'all y'all saved the production that day it was uh <laughs> yeah those are my boys shane and brian shout out <laughs> i had them oh, on yeah. last week last weekend oh yeah yeah so i need to put Very their show out yeah you had a lot of interesting encounter like the opening or what was it the yeah, we kind of had a small premiere for everybody who was kind of involved and uh, friends and uh, people that were involved with the production. Yeah, you even had me in the movie. Oh, heck yeah, man. <laughs> that was one of the best parts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was like lots of different uh, encounters, a lot of interesting, you know, everybody, the way that it went down, I mean, it was, it was, came out pretty good. Really nice. Yeah, we, um, we didn't necessarily... Um, we kind of had certain things planned and different things that we uh, wanted to see who would show up or whatnot. But uh, man, with a few of all, we got we got lucky with you guys and uh, Ernie and David. Uh, man, they both were did a great job too. Man, everybody had uh, really interesting encounters and uh, and really gave us a lot of great material for the film. I think it really brought a uh, authenticity and uh, just a realness to it. You know. Yeah, Ernie and uh, David are good buddies of mine. They're uh, they're great dudes, man. They were very uh, interesting to talk to, and we had accidentally we uh, we had met Ernie uh, just for like briefly, or we had seen him at one of the other uh, conventions we went to the uh, uh, you know a few months before when it was like our first uh, shoot day going down to Jefferson, Texas. Mm, okay. Go to the uh, the convention they had down there and uh got a bunch of footage and met a bunch of people made some connections but uh yeah so we were we were like holy moly like he showed up to our uh, convention months later and stuff and ended up uh telling us all their encounter i think we talked to each of y'all about an hour or so and then i had the uh the hard job of editing that down to about five minutes of each of you you know in the film to to make it work just to keep things moving you know and we had so much to get to in it but uh yeah y'all gave me way more uh material than i ever thought i would uh i would get there so it was it was great yeah so uh you know the basic question what why what got you into it what made you want to do a film like this well i was uh pretty interested as a like a young kid, I grew up in southeast Texas from uh, Orange and Beaumont and right on the edge of Louisiana. There's a lot of swamps and 
all my family are, you know, outdoorsmen and like to spend a lot of time outside. So I was always out playing in the woods when I was a kid. And I would always get told stories of Yeti and Lobo or, you know what I mean? Like, I guess, you know, Sasquatch and Wolfman, you know what I mean, in the woods when we were kids. Um, and so that kind of always, I was interested in the lore. And uh, when I was in middle school and stuff, I think I read, you know, every book that I could find at the library or anything like that. So it always, just the mystery of the forest and uh, these things, you know, if they were possibly real, always captured my imagination. But, um, yeah, fast forward, you know, man, like, you know, 15, 20 years later or whatever. And I've, uh, I've been, I've made a few uh, films with, uh, with some guys that we've been working together for the past decade. And, um, We've done a few documentaries and short films and uh, a few other smaller things, but this is our first um, go at a feature-length film. And one of my, the guys that I worked with, a good friend and producer, he uh, called me one night and he had been inspired by seeing um, something else that he had, he had just called me and said, hey, why don't we make a movie about a guy who's obsessed with a uh, Sasquatch and whatnot and immediately all the opportunities that came in my head like just came flooding and I was like oh it's a great idea like yes immediately so I um I started writing it and it just it, it seemed like a, a great idea because I mean I don't know about you but mostly the Sasquatch films I've seen um most of them out there are pretty a little bit cheesy, you know, a little bit B-movie, which is fun and whatnot, yeah. but uh, I kind of, I mean, it seems like it's a great, um, a great subject to have something really be, uh, like, mysterious and well-made and, you know, uh, just, you know, had a lot of opportunity to be a, a great film, but yet I hadn't seen too many that I would, you know, put up there with using, I don't know, a lot of the better techniques of filmmaking or whatnot, you know, and just kind of using the subject of not being uh, more more mysterious and creepy and kind of uh, all that instead of, uh, I guess, like ripping people apart and going after teenagers. And <laughs> right, right. It's got its place and it's fun, but so that was, I mean, that was our original motivation, yeah, and then it kind of just was developed uh, as it went on, you know, it kind of became its own thing just with all the different people we encountered. I mean, I think I I think I've met over the process of starting this, I think probably 35, 40 different people who have shared their detailed encounters and whatnot, you know what I mean? That just even when I'm not making the movie, like after I've been done and stuff, I've just come across so many that people just everywhere have, you know what I mean? You never know how many people have encounters or stories until you just are out there, you know? Right, right. Like when I got involved in doing podcasts and stuff a while back, um, I would get a lot of encounter stories or even driving my truck around, you know, with those, you know, the Yeti driving around. So right. Sometimes people just, like the icebreaker, they'll just walk up and start telling me some crazy stuff. I mean, there, there are so many, I, I, I'm like kind of shocked how many like Bigfoot bumper stickers and stuff I see everywhere. Like it's a, like a huge subject, you know what I mean? Like people all over <laughs> are uh, very into the phenomenon of what's happening out there, you know? Well, it's not uh, silly no more, you know. I mean, a lot of people are taking it serious. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I can, I can kind of feel that shift as it's going, and I kind of wanted to do that as well. Cause, I mean, there's some, there's some good uh, like 
you know, Bigfoot documentaries, and, and there, there's some films that I enjoy, you know what I mean? Uh, but we kind of wanted to make something like that as well that was kind of more, showed a more accurate depiction of um, kind of like what that world is like, you know what I mean, of, at conventions or people who are in, into it or wanting to research or, or just, you know, have had an encounter. So that's why we kind of, it's a narrative film, you know, it's like it's a, has a story and characters and it's, you know, shot, but we kind of pepper in real authentic people, you know, throughout it. So it's kind of meant to uh, throw you off a little bit once you're getting into it. You're like, well, these are either some of the most authentic acting performances or like, are they real people or what? You know, so like you, you know what I mean? We put you guys in there and it brings a, a bit of authenticity and yours was so great. And you had, you know, I mean, buff and humor to it as well. Yeah, because so. I mean, I'm not the typical hillbilly looking yeah. <laughs> type person, you know? That's why uh, oh, yeah. I said a lot of them weren't. A lot of people were just normal, everyday people that you had on there. And, and I never heard their stories, but when I went to watch the movie, mm-hmm. I was I was just tripping out. I mean, it was hearing, you know, stories from other people and, you know, kind of the same area or or close. Oh, yeah. And it was... Man, I even, uh, I was, um driving with a guy from like work the other day like we were talking about stuff and he uh when i told him we had made this movie he was just like oh yeah my grandpa actually saw one back then i was like whoa wow and he uh but his grandpa had seen uh and he was in the korean war and he said he was um just in in like a foxhole like late at night and he was up his another guy with him was uh i think taking a, a rest and all that but he said he looked down for a second he heard a twig break and he looked up in front of me he said it was every bit of like a 10 to 12 foot just man pretty much covered in hair standing in front turned and just looked at him in the foxhole just looked at each other said he was just pretty much in shock couldn't do anything and then he uh went to go wake up his uh it's a friend next time and when he did he looked back and it was already you know in the in the brush wow i mean you just never know i mean that's i've had so many just in random spots that you just kind of ask you what you do or you know you tell them and they ask what your last film was about or something that told them you know just out of nowhere you never know yeah so that happened out in korea he said yeah so in uh in south Korea during like the korean war like way back in the what's that yeah whenever that was back in the day yeah but yeah i always tell people they're everywhere all over the world they're not just in one spot oh there's consistent sightings everywhere for the last few hundred years <laughs> yeah because i remember the first time i found out they were in texas i tripped out i was like what <laughs> yeah i um i've heard a few different people say that they're particular some in some areas are particularly uh mean or uh, kind of nasty or something in a few spots in texas but i, I don't uh, I don't seem to be an expert on that yet myself. So yeah, I've heard the same. Some are real aggressive and want to tear you up, or you know, just maybe they're just trying to intimidate or whatever. But who knows? Right. There's the, the people that got dealt with by yeah, them and not talking. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure they're. You know, they're like people. You never just. Ones that are more friendly and ones that just 
want to be left alone, etc. You know? Sure, I mean, you're just trying, like, if you're just a family man and then here you got some people just come stomping around in your area and you're trying to protect mm -hmm. your family, of course you're going to be a little aggressive. Oh, yeah. You don't want them coming back. Oh, yeah. That's it. When I said those, man, I can't remember uh, which recordings those are, but I think they're, like, from the 70s or something, the two, like, park rangers that have that, they're recording up on the mountain. It's apparently a male one, you know, kind of going off to a female right next to me. You can hear, like, the baby going around, but you can tell he's just, like, annoyed and, uh, like doesn't know why these guys are down there and stuff you can just kind of <laughs> tell what he sounds like you know what he's kind of getting after and listening to those recordings some of the better ones i've heard or you know at least seem more authentic yeah um are you i think you're talking are you talking about ron moorhead the where that, that that may possibly be yeah i know i know he did the um the uh he has some ones that are featured not like the uh uh, missing four one one, uh, like so, like the third or fourth one, uh, mm -hmm. out there in those spots in Colorado, I think. I think so, or Cal or California. I thought it was California. I don't know. Oh, maybe yeah. I haven't seen it in a few years, but those, uh, maybe, yeah, those, yeah, those are the most uh, interesting recordings. Those, yeah, cause, and almost sound like they have like a gibberish like language. Yeah, or uh, that, I remember I used to trip out on on them sounds. Uh, when oh, I yeah. first started hearing it, I mean, I was always like into it, but when I started hearing the screams and all that, oh man, mm -hmm. it's we used uh, yeah, a particular one I had um, come across a few times on uh, on YouTube or whatnot. You know what I mean? Just the amount of information and recordings and sightings and just everything else you can find on there is endless, pretty much. But that was one that always was a. Uh, sounded really great to me so we ended up using that in the film as like a uh a film that's just listening to on a old recorder but um yeah it has such a deepness to it it's pretty uh seemed pretty hard to uh misidentify to, uh, i mean fake you know yeah i mean it's not gonna be a porcupine or a <laughs> even though i've heard of the recordings of porcupines they make some crazy noises um oh yeah so d d have you done any researching or gone out and tried to film or? uh not i mean not really like trying to film a real thing to me um i mean you know like i said after this point of talking to so many people for so long like i mean i'm pr i'm i i'm pretty uh set myself you know what i mean like i would never really have to see one to know that they're really out there from just meeting and talking with this many people who can just talk to you for hours and uh, have so many different details and you can just look in their eyes and know that they're telling the truth. But I don't know. I've, um, yeah, I've, I've, my friend Craig, who's also in the film, is always trying to get me. I think, I believe him and Brian and Shane are supposed to go out to Colorado soon, but uh, oh, cool. kind of, yeah, they're supposed to go out there and kind of a, uh, follow up on a few different things that happened there in the last few years and I'm trying like trying to tell him to at least bring that iPhone and just be getting a lot of footage and you know what I mean I was like I'll help you cut it together and make something of it but uh yeah yeah I kind of I mean shoot to me I mean just hearing all y'all talk about it or how many you see you know what I mean it's like 
I, I mean, yeah, obviously I would like to see, like, one, like, and just, you know, know for, for a fact, seeing it with my own two eyes. But um, I also, I mean, like, it seems like it's a pretty intense experience <laughs> that uh, unless, you know, I've seen it from afar or, like, wooden people or something. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, what would be your ideal encounter or visual? <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, a little bit from, like, uh, afar, I guess, with other people. I don't know. My brother always, well, I, I don't know, he, he always cracks me up and he says, like, no, I want the full thing. I want it to mind speak to me while I'm out there and, like, share Apple with it and become friends and, then, <laughs> you know, just go our separate ways. <laughs> Never know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I mean, I've got a lot of people that just have said, I mean, just from listening to, uh, I mean, I've heard lots of reports of different combat veterans that have said that it was far more shocking to them and messed with them way more than, uh, than like, actual, you know, being in combat was, like, having bullets fly towards your head. I mean, that, that's what uh, that uh, guy I talked with, his grandpa, who was, you know, in a war when he saw it, he said that it, uh, he was uh, kind of okay to talk about the war and stuff he said but most of the time whenever he did tell that tale he's like you could tell like he just got really weirded out and he didn't like you could tell that it was still weird to him that many years later and stuff and he, he got kind of you know creepy about it every time he would tell the story so well i mean it just could bother him so much i mean even though i mean you don't never really get over it mm -hmm. i mean and i mean especially just if you haven't considered that really yet and you just think it's all pretty funny and stuff you know or if you just don't think about it at all yeah you know, i mean that's probably you know what what, I mean? what happened with him he wasn't expecting that and then all of a sudden bam oh heck no it's gotta yeah. be a shocker <laughs> yeah the guy uh that my friend craig that's uh in the film and stuff i was talking about a little bit earlier um he just now recently just kind of called me like in the last few weeks and told me like his full sighting and stuff, but she had kind of been weary to tell anybody. He had only told, I think, one person in his life, and now he's worked up the confidence and like told it on uh, on the Cryptoholics podcast, you know, with Shane and Brian. Um, I was like proud of him getting out there because, uh, yeah, he said it was just uh, it was just too too crazy he felt like you know for some people to believe and stuff and i can kind of understand that you know i've had a bunch of people i've met like that that are pretty weary to think you know i mean you have to really earn their trust and know them for a while and kind of continuously talk to them at different points to uh you know where they feel comfortable enough to give you all the details of what actually happened you know? yeah they're probably more scared of the reaction that they're going to get whenever they tell their story you know, oh, 100 percent. I mean, that's what most. I mean, them with talk. I mean, him with he says a few of his friends. He just knows that they would, you know, rag him all over, you know, mess with him or tell other people and just, you know, what I mean, kind of try to mess with him and stuff. And then uh, the other woman that was in our in our film and stuff, she uh, that I just happened to hear, you know, her uh, how she happened. She saw one just back, and you know, she was asking us what we made and what we were making. As I was looking at that location to shoot at, and we to I told her, and she just sat there looking at me for like eight or nine seconds, you know, kind of in a shock and stuff. And I was like, "What's going on?" She just told me she had seen something. It took me three or so months of seeing her multiple times and talking to her for her actually to tell me her story and stuff. But she had seen one out walking on the Appalachian Trail with her family when she was kind of lagging behind and ran up there to tell them. And her whole family is. Uh, 
has always laughed at her and made fun of her, and nobody's believed her at all in her family. So that's why she doesn't tell anybody, you know. I mean, it's just yeah. I mean, I, I get it. It's a pretty perplexing, like hard to believe thing. But I mean, when somebody's you know who doesn't have a reputation for lying or making things up, you know, tells you what they've seen, and you know, is you know has issues with uh, I mean, you know, shock or PTSD from seeing it. I mean. You know, it's unfortunate a lot of people don't uh, don't want to take that seriously. You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if your kid told you something, you know, would right. you would you believe them? I mean, I I believe my kids because we we have that relationship where there's time yeah. to joke around and a time to be serious. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I mean, you could just like I said, when you're talking to someone and talking to them for a while and asking them questions, and they're, you know expressing everything that happened I mean it's it's a it's kind of easy to see when someone's being genuine you know what I mean so you can just tell how it affects them and stuff like like I said with talking to I mean this many people at this point it's that's to me like one of my friends that he said he didn't um, all of his friends said that if you didn't get pictures then it didn't happen it's just like to me it's like kind of the opposite like a picture can be faked pretty easily like you know what I mean and uh, and have some kind of, uh, you know, look, look, uh, I guess, convincing in some way. But, I mean, you talk to somebody for an hour and a half, you talk to, I mean, like I said, 40 people from all over who aren't necessarily trying to tell people their story that you had to go out there and find, then, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that kind of means more to me than a picture, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people are, uh, yeah, it's. You can tell when someone's being I mean, people don't realize that when you see something like that, you can't move. Like, I, I couldn't move. I was froze. I was in I mean, shock. yeah, Craig said the same thing. He said he wasn't necessarily, like, he didn't even feel, like, really threatened or something, but he was just in cell. He was just, like, in shock. He said he didn't move it. He had a gun as well. And he, uh, he said he always felt like he would shoot one and stuff if he, uh, if he ever saw it, no matter what. You know what I mean? If, uh, he didn't necessarily believe in it, I guess. But, um. But he said he understood what everybody meant when he actually saw it. He was like, oh, yeah, to him, I mean, if he saw its face first, and he said it looked just completely just like an aborigine man, like he said it was not a creature, it wasn't anything else. It just looked completely like a huge, like just a very large man. He said it's like body type was actually more um, avatar-like to him. Like it wasn't as uh, huge, giant, broad, like ripped shoulders like you see i guess in some media and whatnot but he said he was he, he tries to underestimate and say maybe nine but he says realistically it felt like it was 10 to 12 feet high and so they like when he looked at it he said and it just was out in the open in front of him you know for about i don't know 25 30 yards or something for about 15 seconds as it like went up a hill and he said it was just uh way taller than he even would have imagined you know what i mean Wow. Yeah. Which, I mean, I can kind of understand with us seeing, like, Shane and Brian's tracks the first time when mm-hmm. I went in there. They look so authentic and stuff, but they look so large to me. I was like, there's just no no way something it's like this big. You know what I mean? But then looking at it and you see how the toes are bending and you see all the different, like, the, the one has that, uh, that, like, cyst on it or something that's, like, reacting with the mud and the rocks and just, I don't know, it was... Mm-hmm. They look so authentic and even way better than uh, <clears throat> most of the ones I've seen, like in documentaries or something. You know, kind of look pretty, 
flat and just kind of like someone carved it or something. These had so much uh, life to them, you know, that uh, that they just looked so huge. It was, man, it felt pretty unbelievable to me at the first time. But, that's, I mean, I've heard so many that said it was every bit 10 feet high. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was... Pretty wild. <laughs> I was fortunate. They gave me a copy of their uh, footprint. I've wanted one for so long, and oh heck yeah, man! And uh, I didn't really have to ask. They just kind of, I was like, "What?" Because oh, I've yeah, asked yeah, yeah, other I people. Once and I, had, I just haven't seen him yet, but yeah, I'm like, "Man, I'm, I want one of those as well." Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I put it in a, a little display case with all kind of LED lights <laughs> around it, and the the, the, the thing I, I told them different lights. You can see different you know stuff in the print uh-huh so they were you know they were looking into that that's awesome yeah the green light you can see a little detail and then you switch to a different light and you can see something else i don't know if it's just illusion or what it is but <laughs> it's crazy those were some of the kind of like uh defining moments i guess in, in looking at it's been in like two years or so kind of looking into research and listening to encounters and stuff, I was like writing the movie and, you know, just trying to relearn everything I could. And, um, but just uh, one or two documentaries that, uh, that just showed, you know, this, some particular foot experts and them talking about all the details of it and just how unlikely it would be to fake these and how many they have from all over the place and stuff. It just was one of those moments where it was like, Oh, wow. Like, so much evidence out there you know yeah and i mean like you you said you spoke to a lot of people i mean you can't help but to maybe believe them yeah i mean yeah man i mean i i don't know i i don't it's, I, I don't know what it gets you to go out there and kind of make up a story and lie about it but um i don't know everyone that i've uh that i've talked to has seemed pretty genuine to me now, do you have a particular uh, story that you heard that kind of sticks with you? Oof, man. Um, all of y'all are great. I mean, that, getting that one like a few weeks ago from him, he said the first time he he saw us, he didn't. <clears throat> he kind of told us all the other stuff that happened around it without the main thing because he said he we pulled up with that the camera we had, you know, the, the pretty large you know looking camera's got a whole full setup and stuff he said he got pretty nerve-wracked he didn't know what (laughs) we were making or anything when we first met him but uh i mean that one's really interesting um i had a guy that i only got to he's one of my uh my brother his wife her dad it's his best friend he just said you know i mean that's what you, you tell somebody you made a movie and they say oh, man, I have a friend of a friend or I have an uncle or, you know, I mean, everybody kind of has a story somewhere where somebody's seen one or told them about it, you know, at some point. But this was pretty interesting. I, yeah, I kind of wanted to tell his because he just passed away probably, I mean, I think two weeks ago. Oh, no. And uh, I only got to talk to him once or twice. But uh, when I did, it was for like over an hour. And um, he had a great one that when he he lived over in kind of um, Liberty, Texas, or the kind of over... Uh, by uh, in, up near the Woodlands area, he said it was like in the 70s when he was, I think like 11 or 12, and his sister was like eight, but seven or eight, I believe. But he said she had come into their room, and um, he said his mom and aunt were out shopping, and they were with his dad and uncle, 
sitting at his um, at their house, and his sister came in. And she said a bear was looking in the window at him. It was in the middle of the day, you know, about like noon or so. They were looking in uh, at her at the in the bathroom. So he said both of the his dad and his uncle went and got some guns to went out to the side to go look. And he said he had ran straight to the bathroom as they were getting stuff together, and uh, went and looked out the window. And he said it was like walking away, you know, only. It was still right there, kind of not too far away, and it turned around and looked at him. He said it was definitely a female because it had uh, breasts, and he said it turned around and just gave him kind of a warm smile and just smiled at him and just kind of walked off in the woods. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and he said it was, he still remembers it to this day, and uh, he said it actually, he had repressed that memory for like a long time until someone brought it back up. I think it was like his sister, the only other, you know, person, and she brought it up to him like, 20 or 30 years ago and or 20 or 30 years later or something he hadn't thought about it in a long time and he said it just like jolted back and all this like memory came back to him he said it was just really quick because he said his dad told him to pretty much you know keep it under wraps and not tell his uh his mom and all that to, to scare him just tell him it's a bear and he said i guess telling his mom and then that that he kind of repressed it but he said they used to sit out there him and his dad and his uncle, he said, for a long time, like after work or something, they'd go out there and every once in a while and just sit in the back of the truck as it got near dusk and whatnot, and you would just hear him out there yelling and stuff, and they would just, so he said his dad and his uncle pretty much knew that they were that they were out there. And, uh, but, yeah, 30 years later, when he, when he thought about that, it, it kind of reignited him getting into it, and he, uh, he went out there with his girlfriend at the time, to uh, Sam Houston National Park or uh, National Forest, which is what we said, a bunch of elder brother in there. But he said they were out there one night sitting for a long time, and he was really interested in the subject at this point. When, once he had kind of rethought of it, you know, or recaptured that memory. But they were out there, and he said uh, about just right on the edge of the woods, he saw like a, a very large like silhouette there. You know, later into the evening after they had been just sitting at the campfire for a long time and he said it, it fully like all the sound went out and all the animals everything went quiet mm. and um he said she was right there when they were both looking at it, and they were both experiencing that like all of the sounds leaving and whatnot and he said it was just like a really uh kind of tripped out moment for, for, where he said it felt um i don't know if he necessarily felt it mind speak or anything but he said he just felt like it was he said he felt like it wasn't all of, like, the animals and the actual, like, nature and everything going quiet. He said he felt like it had, like, the ability to kind of close off almost like a, a like a bubble around you or something. You know what I mean? Just something to control, like, whatever you were actually experiencing or hearing. So, yeah. I don't know, but it was a yeah, pretty, pretty wild set of stories there to, to get just one afternoon, you know? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I mean, there's so many like that. I mean, they just have all kinds of weird details and just things that it would really be hard for people to make up and whatnot, you know. But anyone we could, we tried to uh, to get it on film and put it in the film there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the name of the movie is Elder Elder Brother? Or? Elder Brother. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which is, that's a... Um, a yeah, is it Lakota? I believe it's it's a it's like their it's like the English uh, translation of their name for Sasquatch in their tribe. 
Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that sounds like something a native would say. Um, yeah, it was a pretty, I wanted something that kind of like stood out and I was looking for a long time and nothing really had the, you know, really popped. And then when I finally heard that, it was like, oh, immediately, like, oh, that's the name right there. Yeah, because uh, I didn't really know what was going on at the thing, and then when they said they were shooting a movie, I was like, what? Because I thought it was a conference or something like that, and then... Right, yeah, I mean, we we had tried to go to conferences to film at, but there was always either, like, they didn't want you bringing in camera, like, you know, shooting like that, or it was shot during COVID, so it was, um, like, I, I didn't want everybody having masks on the whole time either, you know, during that, and, like, just... I felt like, you know, that would kind of bring you out of the uh, the experience. And I also just didn't want, you know what I mean, to date it to a certain time. Just, you know, wanted it to kind of be timeless or its own thing. Just Yeah. So we, we, we ended up having to make our own convention to kind of shoot up, which we, I kind of made it into, you know, a little convention in its own self, just having Shane and the men and a few other different uh, booths and different people that were there to, uh, it was, you know, the main objective was to get film and stuff, but we also kind of put on a smaller one and made T-shirts and kind of, you know, art pieces and a bunch of other little things there, too. If somebody did want to come as it just being a uh, Sasquatch convention, you could do that as well, because there was quite a few people that had stories and were swapping stories and just it ended up being a good time as well. Yeah, that's a good place to get uh, Bigfoot stories is at a Bigfoot convention. Yes. So, I mean, all y'all ended up showing, I mean, y'all weren't planned or anything, and it uh, just ended up working out. And Shane and then we're like, yo, you guys really need to hear their stories. And y'all were kind enough to share them with us on film and stuff, and it really uh, really made that part of the film. It's a lot of people's, like, favorite part of the film. You know, it's a very, that's all kind of weird, creepy, vibed out uh, things happening in it. But then it gets real, uh, you know, authentic and uh down to business when it gets to you guys and you're just like wow i think i'm hearing just actual people tell their actual experiences right now right yeah. and that, that's the thing about your film is that it's like real encounters real i mean there's a plot behind it and everything but it all works together you know yeah which was not i mean we we always every we had a lot more uh kind of um acting and more uh scenes that were, you know, shot and kind of recreations, but the, they were all based on reports and that people had actually said were real, but once we started getting so much footage and meeting so many people with uh, with actual experiences, it just seemed like it was way more effective to just use as many of those as we could and just kind of do a little mix and matching here. So everyone that is in the movie that isn't like uh, the actual person telling the actual story is based off an actual event. So Mm-hmm. hopefully it's still kind of even though it could be you know we didn't even have to do any of that because it is a it is just supposed to be like a fun like movie like you know what I mean but I also just wanted to make it as real as possible so you could kind of get caught and caught up in uh, like that you're actually learning something you're actually kind of right, being, right. like after you see it you actually know a lot more about the subject and it's all kind of factual stuff instead of just actually just had, having fun at a uh, a movie movie you know yeah I, and yeah i mean it's kind of educational because you you when, when you listen to people's encounters or whatever you you learn a little bit about the behavior or something you know that's just how i've always been with uh, pe- people's encounters you know you learn 
how they looked Certainly. or how how they behaved how you know what the weather was like or you know just details you know you just put them all together it's basically like i always say uh, i've always heard um it's like a big puzzle and everybody has a piece you know and when you oh 100 percent, yeah when you get a little information like that you can oh i've heard that before or i've never heard that before you know it's just all works together oh yeah i mean yeah as much once you start going down that rabbit hole or whatever you know i mean there's so much to see and hear out there i mean it's just even if you haven't seen one or something it's just I don't know, just using the scientific method or like probability, it's like the chances of nothing being out there and all of it just being the, the biggest mass hysteria of all time or you know what I mean? It's so uh <laughs> the chances are so unlikely, like really like scientifically that that they aren't out there, it's I don't know. Pretty kinda makes me laugh. Well, you know, most people just would completely put it off. It's like it just shows you haven't really looked into it at all, you know. Yeah, it's it just it just you know blows your mind and and then also when you have a sighting like me it just made me feel like what else is out there you know is, oh, there, yeah. is everybody else lying about werewolves is everybody lying about you know seeing angels is everybody lying about you know other stuff you know oh yeah man there's uh there's all kinds of, I mean that's even though the movie is about Sasquatch and stuff, we kind of to even a more like even deeper level. I mean, it just is mostly about the like mysteries of the woods, you know, or just like in the deep woods and just mm -hmm. what is what's out there that we don't know. You know, it's kind of like the stuff in it with the with the lanterns going off and whatnot that doesn't really have to do with Sasquatch, but it's still just weird stuff going on way out there where we're. Yeah, I was glad that I finally got to. It just made sense, like, when my friend told me all those years later, I was like, oh, it's exactly what we should make, like, I, you know what I mean? I've always loved the subject. It's such a such a weird, interesting phenomenon. Now, do you think you ever make a movie on a different subject, a different cryptid, or, you know, maybe like Dogman, or, you know, maybe the lights that people see out in the woods, or anything like I, that? Yeah, I mean, I always like the, the mystery out there and stuff, but, um... Yeah, I mean we're we're, we're making we that's yeah I mean we make as like a company kind of all kinds of different films. Our last film before this was a documentary about a jujitsu practitioner, and our newest film is about a uh, a macho man Randy Savage impersonator uh, in Galveston that gets involved like in in like a science fiction plot with like uh, government agents and stuff. So it's uh we we make a lot of different kinds of film but particular for me i mean i don't know yeah there's just something uh there's so much material out there to like make good bigfoot like theatrical uh like just cinema you know what i mean like there's i, I would honestly love to i have i've already written and uh storyboarded and made like an animatic for a follow-up film to this one it, but it, it would cost uh, yeah, I would have a, a much, much larger budget and stuff that we have to get together and just would take a, a much larger crew and uh, a lot of things because it's pretty much, um, th this film is pretty much a uh, human being's point of view of like what Sasquatch are and we're watching like what we think of them or what we see in them, you know. And the, the, the follow-up feature would be kind of the exact opposite. It's 
Sasquatch's point of view of us. Very cool. Following around a a Sasquatch the whole time, kind of getting in interactions with people or or kind of uh, him like kind of off on his own, uh, kind of watching us and seeing what we do and stuff. So I like it. Yeah. So, it just would require a lot more, I mean, really kind of state-of-the-art uh, effects and makeup and all that is where this one, we did as good a job as we could, but, you know, it's kind of like the the old Jaws um, <laughs> way of things, so, you know what I mean, kind of hiding it throughout the movie and then kind of just getting, like, your big shot at the end, so, you know I mean, you kind of, as much as you can, you yeah. have to kind of... Uh, get bits and you, pieces. Which, which works well for Bigfoot, you know what I mean? Right. Making it mysterious or giving you any wide-angle shots or hiding you kind of in the woods and whatnot, but, uh, but we did want to at least have the, the money shot at the end, you know what I mean, so... <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully that one turned out well. Cool, man. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I, I, w- I would love to do that. I mean, eventually, I mean, I think it would be really awesome to just do, like, even, like, a series. I mean, whether it was on a channel or just, like, on the net of just, you know, different episodes that were different lengths of just uh, adapting different people's encounters. Because so many of them, I mean, just could be so, so well done, so cinematic and fun you know i mean i just don't feel like people utilize enough in in bigfoot it's like they kind of just like only think that you know what i mean you have to make bigfoot films a certain way but i'll say i don't know uh, i think it could be really uh, atmospheric and kind of you know i mean just have really i don't know authenticity and really cinematic you know yeah well we need some new styles we need some new um fresh stuff out there you know because everybody's yeah, sure. basically copying each other and then and then it you know it gives people you know that i i think that's another thing is when they make us when people watch a silly bigfoot movie and then somebody says i've seen oh, yeah. one and they're like what was it you know trying to pull you through a window or you know some silly stuff you know right so yeah i mean they uh yeah, a lot of it seems like it's kind of like damage control sometimes. People just trying to, you know, make light of the subject or make people not pay attention or uh, take it seriously, I guess. Yeah. But um, there's still the, the classics from a few out there. I mean, Boggy Creek is, is great. Um, I don't know. This, I mean, the, the effects and stuff and uh, <laughs> still in, in Harry and the Hendersons is pretty cool and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Know I mean, like shout out yeah. shout out to my boy keith crabtree he was the he played the uh beast he played the bigfoot in that movie oh really yeah holy cow that's insane yeah it's crazy because i sat next to him and i was talking to him and i didn't know who he was and some other person uh-huh. said oh my god it's you i can't believe it and i thought he was talking to me <laughs> i was like chill bro it's just a regular dude and he goes i'm not talking to you i'm talking to him don't you know who this is? And I was like, no. <laughs> it's the Beast of Boggy Creek. Oh. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like waited till we got done with uh, filming the movie we were making to actually watch I remember like kind of, I'd always heard of it and everybody loves it and stuff, but I kind of put it off just because it seemed like it was, uh, you know what I mean? I didn't want to get like too uh, influenced or be, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. You didn't want to make another Boggy Creek. Yeah, because, I mean, it is, I mean, like, 
it is like I guess the preeminent, or it's like the one that you know what I mean. It's I guess the most highly regarded still, and for good reason. I mean, it's just got a lot of atmosphere and it's really fun and just it's something that's just underutilized as well. Like the uh, just southern places or just um, just I, I love the uh, movies that can kind of go. Uh, back off a dirt road or just somewhere where you didn't think you would get to go that day or you know what I mean or just different uh, little pockets of society that not everybody gets to see or that's usually shown in films and whatnot and that one has a great uh, feel like that that it almost it's like half movie half documentary at the same time you know and really has uh, like you you really feel like you're getting to meet real individuals that you never would have got to see before you know uh-huh. Yeah, I need to rewatch that. I mean, I haven't watched it since we kind of were finishing up the movie like a year and a half, two years ago. But I really enjoyed that when I did. Yeah, that was kind of like a, a documentary slash movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, which well, is kind of yeah, it's kind of the same thing we've got going here. I mean, it almost it turned into partly like a documentary. You know, I mean, I'm kind of I kind of get confused sometimes about what what more. Which it is, because I'm playing a character, you know what I mean, that's like a Bigfoot researcher and stuff, but at this point, like I said, I have, like, talked to 40 different people and do kind of <laughs> write stuff down and do a bunch of research and stuff, so I'm like, I don't know. And that we never, like, give the character's name or anything, it's just kind of me sitting there, so I'm like, you know, it kind of is partly just a really cinematic documentary at this point, but, it, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of, we have a guy dressed up, you know what I mean, like this Bigfoot, you know what I mean, so, but, uh, it, it was a, it's an interesting one, man. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a good movie. And then, uh, you, where did you show it? We've uh, we've just eventually we kind of took it around to a few different festivals and whatnot. And it was kind of it's hard, man, to get people to kind of take seriously a Bigfoot movie. You know, I mean, especially when everyone wants to have like prestigious kind of uh, award season or kind of quirky, you know, like drama. It's like kind of, I mean, you know what most uh, festivals and whatnot are looking for. So eventually we just were, you know, just like we just want as many people to be able to see it as possible. And I think the best way to do this is to put it out on the YouTube channel, you know what I mean? So we just put it on YouTube and I mean, it's pretty seen by, you know, a couple of thousands of people, you know, throughout the time of screening it and uh, putting it on there. So I'm just glad it's uh, got some dialogue and, you know, Gotten uh, other people interested in talking to us about the the subject, so it was a it was a lot of fun to make. Yeah, because it if you get someone who's not normally into the subject, mm-hmm. get into the subject, yeah, you've done something there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hopefully, man. I, I don't know. We'll, uh, yeah, you never know if it uh, it could change someone's mind or get someone you know a little more open into the subject, but. Uh, yeah, hopefully that's that's the goal. Yeah, I remember when we went, you were jamming out. You was playing the, uh, you was playing uh, the drums. Was it drums? Yeah, yeah, I play drums and I have a band uh, called A Mode. I play uh, drums and do the vocals. And um, yeah, we were just kind of getting together our first album at that point, and we're kind of like, you know, let's play it. Let's make a whole party of it and make, play a, a show and show the film. You know. And uh, it ended up uh, storming super bad that night, if you remember? Yeah, I do, I do. It was like four songs because we had to go across the street and kind of like 
out of the out of the weather and then it got so bad it was like coming in like under the the garage doors and stuff so we just had to like pack it in and just go upstairs and start the movie early <laughs> yeah but i mean it was a cool idea because we weren't even expecting that all of a sudden i started seeing instruments i was like are they gonna jam out or what sure no yeah, yeah it's like i can see you over there you're kind of like yeah what's going on over here <laughs> yeah we're uh yeah we released an album not too long after that and we are um we just finished and got our, our second album mastered we'll be releasing it here on uh october 27th but uh i just got done this whole this entire week i've been shooting the uh, the first music video for it kind of almost like sleepless nights and i finally just finished it uh yesterday so I'm glad to get that done. I'll have to send you a, a bunch of that and the links to the, the music videos and whatnot. Heck yeah, dude. I would love to see that. I'm pretty proud of it. It's uh, yeah, I think we've gotten it even a, a little a little better than even the last album we put out. So hopefully we can make a little headway with that one before our, our next film uh, comes. So we're kind of shooting for that one to kind of start uh, getting it out there next summer because we've got... Uh, a little bit over an hour shot and and uh, edited. We're kind of just little by little finishing it off. Uh, but yeah, dude, hopefully the album and music stuff can kind of uh, get it out there and create a little buzz before that comes out. And then if that one goes well, man, we can find a budget. Hopefully uh, the the second part to uh, the Bigfoot saga can ensue. So it, w- it would be pretty wild if we get that made. <laughs> yeah, man, that sounds awesome. Sounds like Bang! It sounds like things yeah, are going if good. If that one gets gets made and we get to make it in any kind of a uh, fashion that uh, it follows kind of what we're we're after, I mean, I I think it would probably be the like coolest Bigfoot thing ever made. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty wild. It's uh, it's pretty ambitious, but it would be pretty uh, eerie and fun and just getting to like walk around with a like following a. Uh, like young Sasquatch for like an hour and a half. Uh, but the, yeah, it's, it's a movie I want to sell. But man, if somebody else just made this, I would just be happy to see it. So. <laughs> right. No, it sounds like you got to do it. I mean, you got to do it good because, I mean, if they do it, I mean, usually it's kind of silly or whatever. And I'll have to, uh, I'll send you a, um, a like a link to the, to the animatic, which is like, you know, just doing all the storyboards and coloring it and then kind of cutting it to, I just put some music behind it, you know, um, just to help it roll, but it's about 30 minutes long, but it's a, it would definitely give you a, a real good feel for like what the, the movie would be like, but I mean, it would be kind cool. of a lot of fun. It's like him kind of growing up and, uh, kind of interacting with human beings and kind of all the stages of, uh, kind of like curiosity at first and then kind of you know having like incidents happen in between and kind of getting angry with human beings to kind of full circle coming back around and stuff so it's, a, it's pretty wild uh now yeah, I think it's a lot of fun are you doing the soundtrack for it yeah for that i mean we probably would that one i mean i, I want it to feel as uh kind of how this one does it has like no credits or anything at the beginning you kind of sit and like listen to some like nature sounds build up and then kind of go right into the woods and it's kind of like a uh, an experience and that's kind of what we would want to capture with this one as well um and it kind of almost i i would just have to you know once you're in it you kind of know what it needs or what kind of music but uh i would almost kind of even have it be mostly uh just nature sounds and just really getting lost like being out there in the woods with this thing and uh following it around and uh 
Yeah. So I mean, it, it probably will. And that's I mean, we we mostly we usually try to uh, do our own music in our films because we have a lot of uh, musicians that we work with that are also filmmakers. So <laughs> just you know, for us, we try to save anywhere, try to do everything we can ourselves, you know, to uh, to make these things happen. Since you know, so much, so many different areas you have to put into to get a film done. So I hear you. Just, uh, use as much ingenuity as we can. But that's the goal, man. Yeah, we we did the music for the, the last one, and we're always trying to either do that or work with uh, local musicians that we're good friends with. You know, sweet. Get everybody. Yeah, that's a, that's cool, man. Support everybody. Yeah, every one of our films is kind of a, is always a very uh, community project to get together from all of our friends, all the people we know are just. We're constantly trying to find uh, different people in the area around us that are uh, interested in uh, in filmmaking that just haven't found any place to like work with anyone, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a hard thing. I didn't know what to how to make films or any you know what to do there until uh, meeting my my friend who we kind of started the, the first film together in like 2009 or 2000. In. Hmm. So, uh, it's, it's a hard thing to get into. So, that's always the goal with us is to try to build kind of a community around us and um, try to kind of, every one of us, are, we're, we're always trying to, uh, like, uh, I do a film and then our cinematographer, uh, he has an idea, so he does one next, you know, and then one of our other producing partners. So, we're kind of, the goal is we kind of all work together on one, like, each person's idea each time. And it, really helps to have a wealth of uh, material from each of it. You know, I mean, if you're just relying on one person, it's going to be Absolutely. hard to do something interesting or different every time. So, Yes, sir. I guess when y'all are doing that uh, that one movie with the younger Bigfoot, y'all be careful in case a real one comes and says, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm always, uh, I'm always like, we're, we're that's one of those nights when we were shooting way out there at, late at night in the, uh, Sam Houston, Houston National Forest. I was just kind of uh, before we got out. There was just the two of us there. We were waiting for the rest of them to get there. And it was like already eleven. We we're just out there in the dark, and it just it kind of had to like sit there and just like get the courage up a little bit to just like all right, let's get out of the car, let's start making the fire. <laughs> and uh, you know what I mean, just from all the stories I had heard and whatnot. And then on our last our last day when we filmed. Uh, we, we kind of saved all the Bigfoot stuff for one day. We shot for, we had two days that we shot for like 15, 20 hours or something like the entire day. And that was one day when y'all were there, you know, that shooting the whole convention and getting that set up, mm. shooting all the way into the night. And then all of our Bigfoot stuff we shot, you know, for throughout the whole movie, we shot in different locations, like, you know, seven or eight different scenes all over. Yeah. And, um, yeah, at the end of the night, we, we had, uh, filmed almost all of them we were out way deep in this kind of park out there and right when we're about to film the last scene of like sasquatch on the side of the road with him like driving by seeing him um the car dies and we're about about a mile from like our other car that has gas to go get more gas like film before this park closes down so i kind of had to run through some about a mile in the dark like through all these like woods and stuff and it was like i was uh yeah running <laughs> running that mile 
felt like it said in all those stories I've been hearing, you know, this last year or so, meeting all these different people, they all started creeping into my head, and I was just like, oh, my Lord, yeah. That's awesome. I thought the time one would show up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Why don't you uh, tell everybody where they can um, find your stuff, find your movies, listen to your music? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, our... Um, our uh, YouTube page is kind of where we post everything. It's just called uh, A-Mode, which is also the name of our band. But it's uh, capital A, capital M-O-D-E. And, uh, yeah, it's got Elder Brother and uh, all of our music videos and trailers and everything else on there. And it's where we release everything. Um, we also have our Warworks Productions on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, I'm just Chase Cromarty on Instagram as well. But that's where we uh, release most of our stuff. We'll be, yeah, we'll probably release the, the first music video for this album here in uh, about a month. When the album drops on October 27th, we'll have a few more music videos with that. And then shortly after that, you'll start getting trailers and promotional material for the uh, the film we're shooting now, which is titled The uh, Pleasure By. the Macho Man uh, impersonator movie, which is going to be uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, there's a lot of wrestling fans out there. Yeah, man, that's a. Uh, I kind of noticed one way once we're into it. Like we we filmed mostly in Galveston, with like him out there on the seawall and out like in the Pleasure Pier and kind of all over the place. And uh, man, people when they, when he really gets into it and he's out there, like people get so hyped up and see I'm like I don't even notice that there's like a camera behind them filming most of the time they're just like all talking to them stuff which really kind of provides a, a great atmosphere for that you know, it's kind of continue on on the tradition of Elder Brother with kind of shooting kind of half of it kind of as documentary and in, in the sense that a lot of the people meeting him on the street are just actually out there meeting him and stuff you know so that's cool that's try to cool. find that nice balance of reality and cinematic uh yeah, I guess structured, but yeah, wow. man, that's where you can find uh, all the stuff we have coming out. We've got a got a lot on the plate and a, a lot of cool stuff coming down. So that's awesome, man. Uh, people, if y'all listen to his stuff or check out his stuff, share it everywhere. Spread it, spread it, spread it everywhere. Yeah, A mode the uh, the music A M O D E is uh, on all all streaming platforms the album the first album which is just called a mode is uh, on itunes and spotify and everything else so if you want to check that out the second one will be out october 27th all right well i got one more question before we go yes sir if you knew that you weren't going to be here tomorrow what would be the last mm. words of wisdom you would leave for everybody Whoo, man <laughs> I thought we were going to get a, a Bigfoot question. We're getting like the biggest question of all. No, I mean, shoot, man. Words of wisdom. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would say for me, just learning in life, I mean, keep your eyes open to, uh, to everything that God's trying to show you, man. Live, uh, live with love. I mean, try to, try to treat people good, man. Try to inspire people. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, all those old, uh, Everything that seems uh, pretty cliche and all that, I guess, is still the the truth. You know what I mean? Let's uh, try to treat each other good and keep our eyes open to the little miracles that are happening all the time, even in a, 
a crazy world, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, but sir. Yeah, man, I really it's, uh, appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, man, thanks for coming on, and I hope to see you again sometime. Um, when we hang oh, out and. I'll uh, definitely keep you updated on everything that's, uh, that's coming out as well. Yes, sir. Please do. All right, oh, man. man. Always, always a pleasure. All right, man. Well, I'll let you get back to whatever you was doing. Thank you for your time. And have a, it, a great week. You too, man. You have a great one. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, man. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye.